creatives are emerging from Africa, embracing their true identity and giving a voice to the otherwise marginalized, reshaping their narrative and chanting a new course for others to follow. We sit down with these creatives and discover who they are, what's driving them to create, and how it's making a change. This is The Creative Huddle. Hey, welcome to The Creative Huddle. Today I'm joined by Samantha Nyashamadive, the creator of Digital Spaces Lab in Zimbabwe. In this first part of my two-part interview with her, we talk about films, documentaries, and grants. So what happened to, because uh, you used, used to love doing documentaries and filmmaking, are you still heavily involved in that, or you yes. now just shifted to other things? I am, but um, I feel like, so for example, I'm trying to make, actually write a short film, a horror. Oh, why horror, Sha? Because I feel like it's a genre where Africans are, we're not really in it, but we're actually the ones who have oh, yeah. the s- actual stories mm-hmm. that work in that genre. Yeah. So why, why don't Africa is very spiritual. Yes, we're very superstitious, very spiritual. We have a lot of myths and folklore and um, what do they call it? I forgot the other name, but like those type of stories that are very spooky and scary. I'm like, why don't we have a lot of horror? So I want to write a short film and mm. film it in Mutare. Yeah, Mutari's good. Mutari's got some like, pretty amazing scenery. So I'm trying to come up with like a, a very easy way to film where it's like a few characters, one location, mm-hmm. that's it. That's good. Because I feel like yeah. outside as well, so I'm not like thinking about lighting. So if I come up with a dope concept, like yeah. I'm just, I'm working with an, uh, this guy's helping me write it. Yeah. If it's good, I'm then going to pitch it and be like, who's interested in like coming I'm in. and filming it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's the thing you're talking about, like traveling abroad. Yeah. Unfortunately, like when you travel outside and you want to connect with these people who are doing big things, yeah. they really do want to see what you've done before. Right. That's key. So a lot of the things that I have done are very much linked to, like in the beginning I used to use a lot of my stuff I did at Celebration. Yeah. Obviously, I can't use that anymore because I'm like, okay, I have to show growth. So yes, I was now doing, yes. showing the stuff I've, di- I've done with Magamba. Right. So everything I've done is attached to an organization or a specific project. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done anything creative that is just a creative project for the sake of, this is what I'm good at, this is what I do. Yeah. If you know what I mean, like yeah. I don't have a short film. Yeah. I have documentary, but it's a documentary, very journalistic and politics and stuff. It's not mm-hmm. just, oh, I've done a documentary, it's just yeah. an interesting story, an interesting piece. Yeah. So this year, 2020, I'm trying to work on my portfolio mm-hmm. so that when I do go out of Zim, I can show people like I've done a short film, yeah. I've done this documentary. Yeah. I've written about these issues and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's I'm trying to like focus so that 2020 is my year of collecting as much creative work as I can for myself, so right. that when I do leave Zim, hopefully, mm-hmm. I have something to show for what yeah. I've been doing while I've been in Zim this whole time. Yeah. Because that's really key for a lot of organizations, a lot of individuals is your work. And they're not really, unfortunately, impressed with certain things that are very typical, like um, Afri- you're in Africa and you're doing work that is very typical, that, oh, I was in Africa and I, I did the African thing, you know, the documentary about like, oh, you know, people are hungry or whatever. It's like, what is a niche creative thing that you've done that is different? Because yeah. I remember when I was in Canada, I was watching the Toronto Film Festival. Film Festival, yeah. And there's a movie, I don't remember there, I think it was 2013 or 14. The movie that won Best Documentary that year was a guy, a Canadian, who came, went to the Congo, Central, no, the DRC. 
yeah. and did a, um, a documentary, a short one. He got 50,000 and he did a documentary literally about street children oh. in Congo. And he spent like, he said he spent like a week or two with them uh-huh. and just filmed whatever happened. Like it wasn't curated, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, he was just following it looked, lives, Maybe he did plan it, but it looked very natural. Okay. It just flowed naturally. Yeah. And then there was another short film about, um, again, these are all white people. That There's nothing wrong with white people telling yeah, yeah, African yeah. stories. But I just feel like we as Africans, sometimes we don't see the value yeah. in our own stories. Yeah. I it, guess that's what happens when you it's your day-to-day. Mm-hmm. You don't actually see how yes. abnormal it is or how unique it is. Mm-hmm. But then for someone else looking from the outside it's like, in, it's like, oh my God, are you guys, guys have, serious? Yeah, you have so much content. Exactly. You have so much. It's exactly. incredible. Yeah. And then the short film was about African immigrants and working in a factory. And I guess the storyline was, um, the hand gets chopped off like accidentally Ooh. in the factory but the whole story about like just highlighted their lives and their day-to-day the struggle like the kind of jobs it's not blue collar it's like these yeah. immigrants are just trying to make a living yeah and so I was really inspired by the simplicity of how they tell the stories and how they see a value in very ordinary things yeah and being in Zim I feel I see it all the time I go it doesn't even take me an hour. I, I already see a story. I'm like, oh my God, that's a dope story. How do you get to that place? Where something that's normal to us becomes a story all of a sudden. How does that? Perspective. Like leaving Sim and coming back yeah. really helped me because yeah. I left for like five years the first time. And I, you then obviously adjust to a different culture and a different life and a different way of doing this. And then you come back, you're like, yo guys, this is actually not normal not in a bad way but just this is unique mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. even if it's a negative thing it's like yeah. wow this is a very unique experience yeah i remember talking to someone and he was like he wants to tell stories about resilience and it's so like i was like yeah that's really important because and a lot of people in like the first world have a very comfortable existence mm-hmm. they take a lot of things for granted um, and you underestimate how resilient people are in this part of the world. Yeah. Like people are resilient. People are strong. Not to say that we should, you know that whole term of poverty porn, you don't want to like <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. appease a certain audience, what they call like the white gays and like oh, look right. at the poor Africans. Yeah. And now, you know, they're like struggling and now like they're fighting for like a good life and look, they made it against all odds. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to tell those type of stories. I'm trying to tell like, um, the resilience that it's our own story for us mm-hmm. is not about what you think or what you see. It's about what our perspective and experience is from our own lens, not yeah. for, you know. And I feel like like if you see, um, what was the movie that got the Oscar? Um, Parasite? Yeah, did you yeah. watch it? Yeah, I did. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. What did you like about Parasite though? <sighs> I love that. <sighs> Actually, when, after I watched it, I was bathing in my bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Zim life. And I was actually thinking about it like, oh, yes. I was like, I don't know what it is. I just yeah. love the film. So I was trying to like, okay, what is it about Parasite that I love? Yeah. Hmm. You know what scene I'll never forget is the smelly one. Ah, when, sure. when he's... 
Ah, no. <laughs> what do you think? I'm talking about the part where the own gets killed. Yeah, and then okay. but he's yeah. still focusing on the fact that on the smell. this guy yeah. is smelling. And the reason why I loved it, I can relate because yeah. unfortunately, I've been that person who is in a crowd with people where I'm just like, my way, these people are like smelling. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Like, it's like a very classist and ignorant mindset also growing up in a space where you're like african people smell mm. you know but it's like you remove the context of why they smell um with parasite even the name is brilliant like if it you look is, at like, eh? the parasite they, those people are parasites yeah. in that home literally yeah, yeah. and and they're like i saw like three tiers of parasites there yes can you tell me what your tiers so were? the the first one was obviously uh, the family, just like with the progression of the film, the the dude now coming into that family, right, and then working for them, and then now the whole family coming into it. That's that's exactly how parasites work, you know what I mean? So it's like one, and then they give birth, and then they start multiplying, and then now the maid was kicked out with the husband living in the house, unknowing that that's a parasite. And but that's then a good also, one because that parasite was like exactly it was there's the, no way of detecting that one exactly and it was there and then the, the, the last one for me was just the rich family in terms of how they would use the poor guys and even in the first initial scene where the guys were packing the piece of box and whatever whatever mm. right so this is the whole company that's using these guys for like almost a cheap labor yeah. type of situation so that's also a form of like a parasite where they're feeding off the poor you know what i mean because it's like parasites they don't really yeah. they're just feeding off other people and other sources you know what i mean so that in itself which is like but did you see how brilliant it was that story cannot be told in america no you can't that movie has yeah eggs so many eggs like yes. you know uh, I, I recently came up on this thing of like you know fans of like certain shows and they're like we watch the show there's like clues and little eggs that the mm -hmm. writers and directors plant within yeah. the film like yeah. parasite um first of all that's why i'm saying as african people there's certain stories that are just yeah specific to only us. we can tell them very and that, well and he did that well and mm -hmm. Even the, mm -hmm. the, the shanty town, or I don't know mm -hmm. what they call it. For me, that was the most outstanding thing in terms of if it was an American movie, they would have gone all out to show us, oh, this is the this is the shanty town, this is what it looks like, here's a drone shot, and just establishing mm. the whole place, and then the rich town. But they basically used two locations for that whole thing. For the rich one, it was just the, the street where the house was, and that was it. It wasn't even like the whole street, it was just the Dude. street. And then for the poor guys, it was, I think they only established it more when the guys were being rained on. After that whole, they spent like a night with a teaser, yes. I wonder, into that, in the house, right? I think that's so where you saw most of it, but for the bulk of the film, you only yes. saw the two it locations so as well just the um, the main street in their house and that I was did it did not think about that that was it that, see, but then you you got the sense of these guys are so honestly, poor he's incredible oh, i he's can't brilliant. i stand have you seen snowpiercer no i haven't that was his first movie i watched i didn't even know anything about him so yeah. i've been a fan of him without realizing you need to watch it you know no, i will we need to have a conversation when you watch and did it? i'm, okay, I'm not even on. gonna say anything because i don't want to ruin it okay. i just want you to be surprised <laughs> Um, it's kind of like I think he touches on these themes of classism even like um, th the scene where there was a political commentary you know when the guy the husband in the basement was praying to the owner of the house saying thank you yes like, with the lights isn't that so crazy yes, like so why are you thanking that he's done nothing he's for done you nothing. like well for giving but, his wife a job but yeah know? but i guess but I, it reminded me of in north korea i don't know if you've seen the documentaries where they have the picture of the guy on the wall and they're just like yes 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 yeah but they're in such abject poverty yeah. and you're like how does this make sense how yeah. but yeah like when i watch stuff like that i'm yeah. so inspired and i'm like why in zim are we not telling our stories we have classism mm -hmm. 
yeah. we have racism, yeah. we have um, gender issues, like yeah. major key, yeah. we have a lot of traditional issues, we have clashes within Christianity, yeah. like how that's translating. Yeah. Why are we not telling those stories in a creative way? The director of Parasite, people like him, or Jordan Peele and people mm -hmm. like that, who are able mm -hmm. to take their culture and what's happening, and Jordan Peele is talking about racism through horror. With yeah. Get Out. He's talking about, did you watch um, the, the other horror that he did with Lupita? Us. Us. No, yeah. I haven't watched that one. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of horrors, but... Uh, but Jordan Peele's are not... Yeah, it's not really, it's more yeah. thriller type. Yes. So it's not like uh, But it's also horror. social commentary. Yeah, yeah but his, his latest one is a horror movie though. Yeah, Candyman. The uh, Candyman. Yeah, that's a literal horror. Straight up horror. But Us is not... You should watch it. I will. You, I think you'll like... It's, you know those movies that you either like it or you really don't like it? It's yeah. one of those movies. I'm for it because I feel like I'm looking beyond. Right. It wasn't as exciting as Get Out, but for me it was the, the, the context of this idea of tethering. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I was reading a tweet, someone was like, he's creating language like the sunken place. Like, okay. you watched Get Out, right? Yes. You know when he falls in the black yeah. space? Yeah. Now that's called the sunken place, you know? Oh, it's really? Yeah. That's so, interesting. Like, I mean, people making fun of Kanye, saying Kanye is in the sunken place. Oh. Because, you know, things like that, where like, now you're creating oh, that's commentary good. that is like theme. Now, he, in us, it's about tethering, it's about, I don't know, I'm going to tell you what's in the trailer, where yeah. this girl discovers another version of her, kind of, and it's called mm -hmm. a tether. So it's like another version of you okay. that exists. It's just this, like, the society right now that we live in, right, with yeah. like this... For different versions of ourselves like so i really love that and every time i watch those type of guys who else i love charlie Booker as well mm, he's, he's black good. mirror and i'm just like dude he's wow. good he's i know we so don't good. have the money and the resources to film like that no but for me it starts somewhere like yes. especially with those type of stories um well not not black mirror because that's high budget but in in terms of just the telling a basic story you can literally do it in a documentary form yeah. it doesn't cost you much you yeah. can literally do it with your phone yeah the only thing that matters most is the the story, the scripting, and the acting. But if it's a documentary, it's mainly just the story and but that's the content. Saying, like, I like what you said, it starts somewhere. Yeah. We're not even in the point where we write enough. Exactly. Because if imagine if we were... Culture. But we got some good books though, some yeah. good literature. Right. Guys, we can just adopt that, put it into a film. Right, like so many. So why, for me, even the writing of it, we're not writing enough because True. If we had writers, then our stuff, someone else can make, even if it's a collaboration or, I'm not, I know people hate this idea of, they don't want um, Americans or whatever to come and tell the stories we want, but I'm also but we're not writer, telling the how stories. are we gonna learn, one, how, I, I know it's a very problematic perspective for me. Mm -hmm. I really don't care if an American plays Mugabe. Yeah. I'm not bothered because is that the only movie about Mugabe that you think we'll ever make? No, but we have to start somewhere and yeah. maybe those collaborations and working they together can, can lift us and put us in a certain place mm -hmm. until we, we're good on our own and then we're like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to make another perspective mm -hmm. of the Mugabe. And you know the conversation happening right now, like African-Americans are like, oh, why do black Amer Africans play our roles, like our leaders? Yeah. And I understand why they're very concerned because it's the same with African people like I, I would want the shot to direct and or write a movie about Mugabe yeah I probably won't get it yeah but um, collaboration I feel like that's where the key is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I think. Mm -hmm. I think if we start getting to a place where we start somewhere like even just writing the stories, um, pitching it Netflix. Yeah. Those guys look, they want yeah. content. No, Netflix is really looking for content. Like I just saw recently, they're basically now going out looking for content in Nigeria. So I think they've signed like other, I'm forgetting the number, but they signed a couple but of directors. But if Netflix came to Zim today. Uh, nothing, Sha. Who has, okay, I'm not saying, I'm sure there are people, creative people out there who have like dope concepts and dope um, content that they already have ready to pitch. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's enough. No, I, we're not ready for Netflix. Because Netflix basically is not just looking for content. I think they're looking for content and quality and the expertise. Yes. So they want the whole shebang and then they're just like, okay, guys, this is your thing. We can fund it. Do we even have producers and directors that Netflix can trust and say, no. in Zimbabwe, we will go to... No. Clem and Sam as a production organization and we so. know they will produce us a movie just like Narcos or yeah. just like Bad. I don't think so. What do they call it? Breaking Bad. I don't think Can so. Can we? No, we cannot. Mm -hmm. Shame. I think you kind of try to do something like that with your digital spaces. Yeah. Just run me through how you got into into creating that. I went to, I got a, fellow, a fellowship opportunity at yeah. Columbia with the Human Rights Institute. Mm -hmm. So I went for that program. Honestly, it changed a lot for me because it was the first time that I don't have like a formal qualification, like I don't have a degree. And I always feel insecure about it because to be honest, out there, it's like a really high key. You need those. You need those qualifications. Okay. Um, I did go to school, but I didn't. It was really expensive, so I couldn't finish. I mean, hopefully, I can go back and finish sometime in this decade. Yeah. But um, so when I did get the fellowship, which I was so surprised, like mm -hmm. ah, it gave me a, some form of like um, trust. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because this big institution. Um, brought you on to do a project with them. That must mean something. Like yes, you know what I mean. It's true. like being. It's like when you're applying for a visa to America, and they're like, "Where else have you traveled mm -hmm. outside of Zimbabwe, outside of Africa, and gone and come back?" And you know, exactly. They want yeah. To see the, <laughs> yeah. They want to make sure. We, ah, this person is not gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna. Just they're be not running away. In our yeah. Um, so it's the same with these type of opportunities. So once I got that opportunity, which is great, they did introduce us to a lot of these organizations like the UN, um, Human Rights um, Watch, um, Amnesty International. They took us to like more than 50 organizations hmm. as, part, as part of the fellowship. So yeah. every week we would have meetings mm -hmm. and then we'd sit there and they'd tell us, okay, this is our mission, this is our budget. We work in Southern Africa. In Zimbabwe, we have a budget of about, let's say, hypothetically speaking, 25 million, but we personally focus on HIV and AIDS uh, yeah. research and or things like that. Yeah. So each organization outside of um, uh, Zim, I mean, each organization in the US, yeah. the, these foundations and these human rights organizations that work in our countries have budgets, they have focus, they have focus areas where they're like, okay, in Zimbabwe, we want to focus on journalism and or these specific things. Mm. So as part of that experience, it was just me realizing, because I, I had just wanted to grow myself in the human rights, I don't want to say industry. Yeah. That's problematic, but in this, let's just say non-profit world, but still as a creative, so making documentaries, films and projects that use storytelling to do things like social advocacy, um, highlights, um, like grievances and issues that people face in third world countries mm -hmm. so that we can link like let's say someone watches a documentary and they're like oh my god we can come alongside this 
these people in this way, or in Zimbabwe they're struggling with water or whatever, or in Shitungwiza, how can we then link with through our storytelling of these people, what these people are experiencing, yeah. how can we begin to link all these different organizations or just individuals with these stories to cool. help? Yeah. So yeah, so um, when I did that, then they just encouraged us to apply for grants. We went to this place called the Foundation Center, and the Foundation Center is basically like a directory of trusts, foundations, individuals. NGOs that like to fund African countries. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like before I just ha didn't have the confidence to apply for that because it just felt like I don't really have anything to show. I don't have a qualification. But after that opportunity, I was like, well, I think I have something that I can lean on as a qualification right. to say, okay, this is my, this is what I, this is my interest and this is what I've been able, this is the training that I've gotten. These are the people who can support me um, and vouch for me. And so I just started applying for grants mm. after that. Um, and I got one, which was like, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I actually applied for like a lot. So the first few ones where I was- How many grants did you apply for? I think more than 10. What? Yeah. Where? You have to treat it like a full-time job. You just go online and you search. Like the foundation center is over a million. Really? You won't even finish sifting. And it's in New York, unfortunately. So when yeah. you're in New York, it's free. Because you free, just go right. inside the library. It's yeah. like a proper library of just foundation. But online on is tough computer. though. Because I remember like this last week, I was actually looking for like Southern African grants in terms of creativity. Mm. I only found like three. Yeah. I was like, No, no, ah. yeah. You can sift through like a catalog of 500 and find one wow yeah but that one is a good good shot because it's very like it's key like okay we fund zimbabwe and yes. in zimbabwe we're funding creativity within we want films in zim mm -hmm. we are, mm -hmm. have a budget of fifty thousand. so mm -hmm. that's what i saw like once you find the one that actually suits your criteria yeah and you apply for it you have a very good shot of getting it mm. do like a really nice. good application but yeah. obviously the more you do the more you find the better chance you have of getting at least one oh, so yeah, me, I I the grant. so when I did get it, which I was surprised, because mm. the one that I was confident that I was going to get, yeah. I did not get it. They didn't even <laughs> look at me twice. But the one that I just applied, I was like, eh, I was just, I got it. And I was like, mm. what? Are you serious? So when I got the grant, um, I knew that when I had applied, I wanted to do a project, a workshop, um, a collaboration, a collaborative kind of experience for like yeah. creatives. Then I, I met with a lady and she's like, this is such a great idea, but why don't you turn it into a residency since you're already paying mm -hmm. for people to stay in, like you're paying for people's accommodation to come from wherever they're coming from to participate. Yeah. It's, it's more like a residency. It is. Like, so why don't you just find a space where nice. they live, you do the collaboration yeah. there. That's good. And then my inspiration was, you know how we always go for workshops? and you meet all these incredible people, um, but you never get a chance to collaborate within that moment. Yeah. It's like, why don't we do that? Mm -hmm. So if I go to a workshop and let's say hypothetically, you are there or some guy from America who's a really great photographer is there and we're gonna be in each other's space for like three days, mm -hmm. but we don't collaborate. All we do is sit in front of someone telling us, okay, now this is how you take a picture. Okay, now, so I was like, okay, cool. So why don't we do a program where you come, you do the like initial training, and then you actually go out together in, as nice. a group and actually yeah. do the storytelling. Yeah. And then you come back and you edit as a group, and then mm. you do come up with like a collective, and then you present it and say, okay, this is what we came up with during this experience. This nice. is our collective. Yeah. So that was the general gist yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, 
So I did it. It was like a pilot for me. It was a test. So I really spent all my money doing it. Which yeah. Was, it's okay. It's all right. It's a first. It's your baby. Um, so for me, I feel like I've proven that it does work. Mm -hmm. This idea of like residencies for creatives where you collaborate. Yeah. And you come up with a collective. Yeah. So say... Um, in Zim right now, we want to make. I have so many ideas, I just don't have the money. Like, I really don't. And I'm just like, God, just help me, direct me to the places and the people that I can apply to, we can actually see and understand. Yeah. Because even after doing this, I'm still struggling <laughs> to get more grants. You get what right. I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. But now I know that it's possible uh -huh. to get one. Yeah. And I know that, and I've, I actually got another one, but that other grant was for a completely different project. It was like a, a, um, a, a oral history that is in line mm. with what I was doing at Columbia. Okay. But now that I know, oh, it's possible for someone to literally give you a $10,000 check. I used to work in an organization where like, it's possible for someone to write you 200 to give you like, okay, I'm guessing, sorry guys, don't quote me. Yeah. But it's possible for someone to give you $100,000, yeah. 200,000 just for you to do the work that you need to do. Yeah. I know it's possible. I've seen the fruit of it personally mm -hmm. in my own life. Yeah. Um, now it's just a matter of focusing even more and hopefully aligning with the right organizations, individuals, trusts, and foundations that can actually see where you're trying to go yeah. with what you need to do, and then, yeah, doing it. Okay. Yeah. So, so what are you doing right now with the digital spaces? Then? So now I'm just like trying to do another one. So I'm, what I want to do is I want to do at least two every year. Okay. So every, every time the theme is different or the right, region is different, right. but it's all collaboration and then come mm -hmm. up with a collective and then just have this, the website that I have now yeah. where we just have all this content. Yeah. And for me, it's all about a viral post where, mm. oh my God, look, yeah. 100,000 no, it's like over time I want right. us as Zimbabweans, people all over the world to be like, there's a space yeah. where you can go and find hella content about Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing your research, if you're just curious, if you if you want to know the history of a place, like 2008, for example, in Zimbabwe, was such a terrible time for us, mm -hmm. um, economically and in every way possible. But yes, there are stories out there and stuff, but there's no space where I know I can see the record of the personal experience, Kuti, an individual or a community, um, or in Hopley or in Shtungiza, yeah. or these are the very real experiences of people who are accounting for themselves what they experience. Right. We don't have yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we don't. And the funny thing is, as Africans, we are probably one of the cultures that was very good at passing on our history. True. But then, I don't know what happened. We just kind of stopped. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course, we used to use the oral thing. Maybe there's an issue with that. But I, I, there's no way I can go as a Zimbabwean mm -hmm. and Shona and see... Um, the history of my people, to be yeah. honest. I mean, I know what I know as told by white people who came to Zimbabwe at the time. But can yeah. you really trust knowing how racist they were, yeah. how much they thought we were inferior? Yeah. So everything they recorded and also who they chose to speak to. Yeah. Right? Right. How can I trust your account mm -hmm. of my history yeah. knowing how vile you were towards my people? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm very, yeah. How can I trust it? Yeah. I can't. can't. No. I can't trust you. You didn't yeah. even believe that Zimbabweans built the great Zimbabwe. Exactly. So, <laughs> what is there to trust? Yeah. How much history has been destroyed? Mm -hmm. That's what upsets me as well. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, where are um, our folklore? Yes, we surpassed down Anatsuru Nagude and all this, but how much was lost, yo? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. 
so for me it's like storytelling is mm. key for me passing it down having spaces where people have access to the history and our stories yeah yeah, yeah just trying to create something yeah. like that that's nice. So how effective was the last one, the last digital spaces? It was very good. The feedback was really good. Yeah. Um, I thought it did really well. Um, that's why I want to do another one. Did you manage to achieve your goal for that? Yeah, I did even what more than what I expected. My goal was to have a website, mm -hmm. and curate content for journalists and storytellers. Mm -hmm. My goal was really simple and just expose people to this idea of like working in journalism and right. stuff like use like you're you're a filmmaker yeah but you can easily translate what you do to yeah. journalism. journalism yeah not to say journalism is you know you sit down you write an article oh in zimbabwe people are poor <laughs> really? people are struggling <laughs> ah, it's bad it's more like yeah just using your skill even if it's a movie yeah a documentary is a form of journalism, it I is. think. It is, yeah, it is. Even these factual, fictional things, I mean, okay, it's not journalism as such, but it's a tool to educate. Because mm -hmm. journalism, I guess, is supposed to help um, enlighten, educate people, um, especially in a functioning democracy. Yeah, democracy. definitely. Um, so I think that creatives were underappreciated. Still are. Like, if you think about painters, if you think about sculptures, if mm -hmm. you think about, there's so many. Yeah. And there's so many ways to tell your story. Yeah. Not just film, not just pictures, mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. written. Yeah. And we don't appreciate it in Zim. Yeah. And we should. Mm. So yeah, I'm trying. I, I feel like my I'm trying to remember what my initial goal when I applied because my project I'm sure they're also like, Girl, <laughs> this is not what you pitched. <laughs> Hey, at least you did something. Yeah, something I pitched effective. a workshop. Yeah. I did a residency, guys. Be but happy. you did more than a workshop, though. Yes, which I did. Is, I th which I think is um, good. But the workshop got me the money, so I'm just like, yeah. Um, and I don't know if I would have gotten it if I actually pitched a residency, because sometimes right. you have to be very simplistic. Exactly. In the way For them you, to understand. Yes, because yeah. if you, if you show a concept that is too complicated mm -hmm. or like oh, is yeah. this achievable yeah. is this sustainable sometimes they won't do it yeah because my friend helped me apply so he yeah. sent me his application i was like ah, your so application simple. is so simple yeah because i was doing the most and then i just <laughs> actually toned it down so that helped oh that's good yeah how many creatives did you get i got 10 10 huh yeah so how how were they different from each other so initially i wanted anyone and everyone but yeah. the people that were drawn to the project were photographer i had a photographer i had how many photographers like two photographers i had a poet mm. a rapper um journalist a writer what else a videographer mm -hmm. different ones yeah and they all translated it into the project nice which was really lovely yeah I had a podcaster. Nice. I had so many different types of people. Yeah. It was really cool. That's cool. And I want, like, I want to live in a country where we have, like, in the in the Canada. Oh, guys, we have a film competition, a short mm -hmm. film competition. We have hundred and fifty thousand dollars up for grabs. We're giving you all the equipment that you need. Yeah. We want you to guys do a theme on something. I don't know, Zimbabwean, whatever yeah. economy or whatever theme you come up with. But how mm -hmm. creative can you be? It sounds boring, but when you give people you'd be surprised how creative and different people interpret something mm -hmm. and we don't have that yeah we don't have the money <laughs> no we don't eh? uh, i think sometimes we underplay the um, the value of money 
and the use of money and then we, every time you say there's no money we're like ah no but you can use what you have mm-hmm. ah you can be creative i'm like yes but you're limited to what you can actually yeah. achieve and, what and you, can you don't do. grow beyond a certain point yeah and african zim is very different from america where if someone in america says they don't have money i mean they can still do a lot because yeah. that's the, the economy sustains it and, and can help them out in zimbabwe when you have no money you have no money Literally. you know what i mean there's not even so. a place you can go and rent equipment for cheap no you can't in you canada can't. they have a subsidized um equipment rental store called saw video right and okay i'm guessing yeah because I, i haven't been i last went there in 2014 if i'm wrong i'm sorry mm-hmm. but i think it's like the the government pays yeah a, a specific they give them a grant oh good So when people like us now want to make short films, yeah. we go and access like an RE like very high quality wow. for $50. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so why wouldn't someone Yeah. I entered the short film competition in Canada with some friends. Yeah. Dude, do you know people who entered the film they were actual filmmakers not us who were like we're experimenting. <laughs> we can get expensive cameras, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the like you know the lights the, what do they call those lights like the, the lights where like if I put it in this room it will look like the sun is shining. Mm. Yeah, I think those are it's not the reds. It's because you still have your ARRI lights. Yes, your, the, they were actually ARRI. The ARRI lights, yeah. But like we'd light up a room like this yeah. and it would be like daylight. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's at night. Yeah. And I remember watching the short films because they would they had two sections they had the professional mm-hmm. and then they had the um, amateur. Us, yeah, amateur exactly. <laughs> and the professional one was like it's like Jordan Peele entering. Oh, wow. Okay, maybe not Jordan Peele, but yeah, like but someone, see. the quality yeah. is like, it's a movie. Fresh on, yeah. It's an actual movie, and I'm, ju- I'm trying to imagine how that would look here. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Do make sure to catch the last part of this conversation as we discover what projects Nyasha is currently working on and what drives her passion for storytelling. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and I'll catch you on the next one.